Let's get into it. So we're doing 30 days with the word and today is day two. So we will be sharing from the book of Ephesians and we're going to be doing Ephesians chapter two. Like I always say on this podcast, please go back and read the chapter for yourself. Please go back and make sure you read the whole chapter um, because I cannot touch on it verse by verse. I can only hand select a few verses um to discuss on this podcast um so all right let's get into it so ephesians chapter 2 um basically starts with um how you know the people that are in the ephesian church and us of course um were once dead in our sins but now in christ um you know we've left like the old way of thinking the you know religion customs and the values that we used to um follow previously and so then it talks about the fact that now we no longer live lives that were um based on like the self our natural cravings and thoughts um and that you know previously we had lived a life that was that was um based on like natural cravings and thoughts and um, just basically self-pleasing really um, but because of God and his great love for us and his mercy and his compassion even though we were dead in sin he basically united us um, and gave us this amazing life that we now have in Christ okay and so I'm going to just start from verse 6 where I read um, and I'm reading the Passion Translation he raised us up with Christ the exalted one and we ascended with him into the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly realm. For we are now co-seated as one with Christ. Hallelujah. So you're not just a random in God's plan. You are now co-seated with Christ. So it's like that basically means that you now have the same authority that he has. You do not need someone to intercede for you. You have the same access to God as Jesus does. Like think about, think about that. We ascended with Jesus into this perfection, into the authority that God gave Jesus. So now if God sees Jesus as holy, blameless, then he sees us as holy, blameless because we ascended with Jesus Christ. And we're now co-seated with Christ. So it's not it's not like you know we're just randoms. We're now we're now co-seated with Christ. We have the same authority. We do not need someone to intercede for you. You don't need your best friend, your pastor, whoever. You don't need people to have to pray um on your behalf. Like, yes, you know, is there a place of like prayer and you know the church can intercede for you and your pastors and all of that yes but i say this because a lot of people they run to their pastors at the sign of any problem and it's like the first person you need to be running to is god yes you can inform your pastor and of course you should in certain circumstances right um but the big the big thing is you have a personal relationship with god and you are co-seated with as one with christ so you should be able to take 
whatever problems, whatever stresses that you have to God, without feeling like, oh, God is not going to answer my prayers. But if I involve five people, maybe God will answer all of us quickly. You know, because some people think they need to tell their problems to everybody so that they can get a bunch of people together um, who can then pray for them. You don't need all of that. You have ascended into the glorious perfection and authority of, of the heavenly realm. Like, just think about that. It's like, what does it mean to ascend? It's like to come up, to come up to, you know? Think about that. So that means we've come up to the glorious perfection and authority of the heavenly. Like, that's just mind-blowing. And I want us to walk in the consciousness of that. And so I'm going to continue reading. Um, so verse 7, throughout the coming ages, we will be the visible display of the infinite riches of his grace and kindness, which was showered upon us in Jesus Christ. Amen. And I think this is so important because as Christians, we are called to display the virtues and perfections of God. So that means wherever you go, you are the walking billboard of who a christian should be and i think when we think about it like that we would be more careful in the things that we do when we realize that you are the one putting christianity on the map so to speak so when you walk around and when you do your day-to-day life it's important that christ is being displayed through you because the problem is if it if christ isn't being displayed through you people are going to think that's how christians are i'm sure you've been on the internet when people are like oh my god yeah that's what christians do no sometimes all of their perceptions or most of these perceptions are because they met certain people who were not visible displays of god's grace of god's kindness and so they ended up leaving bad taste in people's mouths and then it became a thing where everyone now thinks oh all christians are like that but that is not like it at all. And so everywhere you go, just remember you're an ambassador for Christ. When they see you, they see Christ. So if you're not portraying Christ properly, then you might leave them thinking, okay, why should I want to be a Christian if Christians don't even know how to act? So don't be that person that creates that problem. All right, so let's move on verse 8 for by grace you have been saved by faith nothing you did could ever earn the salvation for it was a love gift from god that brought us to christ so no one will ever be able to boast for salvation is never a reward for good works or human striving this is so important because have you met people that always think like yes i pray i fast why is this Ooh, sorry. I pray a fast. Why is this happening to me? Because they think it's based on works. They think, oh, I'm a good person. Haven't you heard people say like, oh, why, why do I need Jesus? You know, I'm a good person. I, I, I don't kill. I don't steal. You know, so no. It is by grace that you have been saved. It has nothing to do with what you do, what you will do. Or you've done previously no there is nothing you can ever do that can earn you salvation nothing that is based on your works nothing 
Because think about it, it took Jesus, who had no sin, to die for us to get salvation, complete total salvation. All the sacrifices that were being done in the Old Testament were a shadow of the new. All the bulls, the goats, and all these things that were being killed then. It wasn't a complete sacrifice. It wasn't. And that could not bring salvation. It was a temporary solution until Jesus came. And so with Jesus coming and dying for us, that has nothing to do with, um, you know, our works. Now, am I saying just live your life like, you know, someone who, who has nothing to live for? No. Live your life for Christ. He's the one that gave you that freedom. Just because you're free does not mean you should abuse your freedom. And that's how I always see it. Um, okay, let's move forward to verse 10. But before that, let's just um let's just go on a little short break. And we're back. So let's go to verse 10. We have become his pet poetry. <laughs> a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny he has given each of us for we are joined to christ the anointed one even before we were born god planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it and you know a different translation says we are his workmanship we are his epistles which means that, like I said, it is for us to show forth who he is. It's for us to show forth his kindness. It's for us to show forth his love. We should be able to show people who Jesus is. We should fully represent who Jesus is. And also, the big thing that it talks about here as well is the fact that we're meant to fulfill the destiny that he has given each and every one of us. And so I want us to take a more proactive proactive step in terms of trying to figure out what is that destiny that god wants me to fulfill how can i fulfill it how can i make it happen and then begin to walk in the line of it in the light of it and you might be thinking how can i find this out you can find this out by spending time in the word spending time with god when you spend time with god when you spend time in his word before long you will know exactly what his plan is, what his will is for your life. And the thing is, the more you spend time, the more you fellowship with him, the more you ask him questions, the more you spend time with his word, the more you get to know him. It's almost like, you know, there's a song that comes to mind by Sinatch. The more, you, the more I know him, the more I want to know him. The more you know the Lord, the more you will know his plans for your life. The more you spend time with him, the more you know him intimately. It's the same way with like friendships, right? If you don't, if you don't spend time with your friend, if you don't spend time talking to your friend, you will not know what your friend likes. You will not know what your friend's plans are for her life. You would not know what her job is. You would not know if she changed jobs. You would not know anything substantial about them. And so it's so important that you spend time with God. That's the best way to know it. No one can tell you what it is. You have to spend time with God. And then he will continue to reveal it to you. Um, and so if we move along um, to verse 
13 and says yet look at you now everything is new although you were once distant and far away from god now you have been brought delightfully close to him through the sacred blood of jesus you have actually been united to christ so before that before you give your heart to christ you are separate from god you are you're different from god you're distant from god but as soon as you give your heart to christ it's like everything is made new you know the scripture talks about all things have passed away behold all things have become new when you give your heart to christ nothing else matters everything in the past is in the past now everything moving forward is now new you are now a new creature your nature has changed your nature has changed to the nature of of christ and so now it's just talking about the fact that you were distant from god but now you are close to him and so you know sometimes when people feel like you know they're they're at a point where they're not um really close to god i'm like if you're in christ you are close to god yes can you build your relationship with god yes can you increase your kononoya 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 that's it which means fellowship yes you can you can and how do you improve on friendship by communication the more you communicate the more you improve your friendship you get to a deeper level of intimacy and also how better what is the better way to know someone than to read what they've written and so think about it the more you read the bible the more you know about god's words and then if you know god's words then you know him he is his word and so the best way to know him is to spend more time reading the bible i know you sometimes you might be hoping for me to say something you know completely different from that but no that is the best way to get to know him when you read what he has written down when you read what he has inspired people to write down you read his words and you're like wow jesus said that god said that and then he tells you it teaches you the character of who you're dealing with and so when you hear the holy spirit speaking to you you know it's the holy spirit because what he's saying is consistent with what is what is in the written word of god and that's also another way to sort of um check you know when you when god will never tell you something that is contradictory from what is in the bible that is his written word of God. That is the written word. So he's not going to go against that. So that's another way to know when it's the Holy Spirit or when it's something else, when it's the devil with his whispers. Because he's not going to, for example, he's not going to advise you to fornicate or sleep with a married man or sleep with your pastor. He's not going to do that. That is inconsistent with his word. So it is. it cannot be from the Holy Spirit. And I encourage you to test, you know, every time you feel like the Holy Spirit is speaking to you, think about it. Does this tally with what I know of God? Does this tally with what is in the word of God? If it is a no, then you have your answer. Alrighty, and, we're, and let's move forward to verse 18. And now, because we are united to Christ, we both have equal and direct access in the realm to the Holy, of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. So you are not foreigners or guests, but rather you are the children of the city of the Holy Ones. 
with all the rights as family members of the household of God. And I feel like this is just reemphasizing my original point at the start of this podcast where I talked about how some people feel like they have to go around to talk to every and everyone and asking them to pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. You are now able to do your prayers. There's no need to be like, Angel Michael, pray for me. Angel Holy Mary, pray for me. There is no need for all of that. You've been united to Christ. You have equal and direct access. What does it mean to have direct access? That means you don't need to go through an intermediary. You don't need to go through any other person. You can go directly to God. And now he's saying that you have direct access in the realm of the Holy Spirit to come before the Father. So that means if there's anything you wanted to talk to the Father about, you don't need to come to me to say, Aisha, I need to talk to the Father about this. Instead, you have equal and direct access. You can go straight to the Father and say, Father, I want to talk to you about something. Father, this is what's going on in my heart. This is what's going on that I want, you know, to talk to you about. There's no need to go through third parties, intermediaries to come to the Father. He sees you as his family member. He sees you as a child. It would not make sense if I have to go to my elder brother to say, bro, can you please come so I can speak to my father? Or there's no need for all of that. If indeed I have a good relationship with my father, I will not need third parties to intercede on my behalf. And so we need to realize that we are called to have that fellowship, that closeness with the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we need to be focused on. And so that's where I'm going to end it today. If you have not given your heart to Christ, I want to encourage you. Today is your time and I'm just going to ask you to believe it with all of your heart um, well, and then confess it. So I'm going to say the prayer of salvation and I want you to believe completely whilst you're saying it and i want you to confess it so say it out loud okay so it's not going to work if you just confess it without believing so you need to believe and you need to say it okay so oh lord god i believe in jesus christ i believe that he died for my sins and he was raised from the dead for my justification I ask him to be the Lord of my life. From this day forward, from this day, I accept him as the Lord of my life. From this day forward, now I am born again. I have ceased from all my struggles. I am a new creature. Hallelujah. Now you're born again, you're born again praise the lord praise the lord so yeah um if you have any questions please feel free to reach out to me um via instagram at christian therapy podcast but yeah thank you so much and i will talk to you later bye